Ireland, Wales teams licking their wounds, ready for France next. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales skills coach Neil Jenkins knows it won't get any easier up against Sean Edwards' France. Very tough. <laughs> I think that's the brutal honesty of it. And he's an outstanding coach, one of the best in the world. We know, obviously, because we've had him a first time here for 12 years and uh, did an exceptional job with us. Wales Women's International Robin Wilkins has many parts. Teacher of science, but also trying to get a girls rugby team going here as well. Well, walking rugby isn't just for the men. Well, the men were starting a club and there was nothing for us, so I said I would like to join them, and I have, and we could do with more. What a Gleans and Jackson more later, of course. But we'll start looking back at Dublin and forward to France. One of the concerning aspects for Wales in the defeat against Ireland was the injury which forced Dan Bigger from the field with a possible concussion. Wales skills coach Neil Jenkins updated everyone. Yeah, Biggs is all right. He's just doing his normal... Uh return to play protocols and obviously takes a little bit of time so but yeah he's pretty good so uh, he's obviously uh, he's recovering pretty well and uh, let's hopefully be ready for next week so as things stand you can be pretty confident you'd be ready to start against France yep was it at all a concern that it was a head injury even if it wasn't as severe as it as it sounds that it was the third he'd had in a relatively short period of time having had two with the World Cup yeah, the World Cup obviously was a concern. I'm not going to lie about that in terms of the heavy ones he had in the World Cup. But I don't think Saturday was probably as bad as them ones, that's for sure. But still, it's, it's something that you've got to do and, and, and the right, obviously the right decision was made. He's a tough old player, there's no doubt in that. And, uh, as you can see on Saturday, trying to get him off was an issue. So, um, But no, look, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll do everything he needs to do and he'll be back playing and, and ready to rock uh, a week Saturday. Another fitness concern, uh, Josh Adams. Uh, yeah. How is he? Again, Josh is obviously just recovering, going through his treatment and stuff on that. Um, again, key player for us is uh, obviously Johnny's a very good player. Come on, did very well on Saturday, but Josh is a he's he's one of our leading lights in here. At the end of the day, he's been outstanding in the World Cup, and he's and again in the two games so far up until obviously his injury. So he's been exceptional for us, and he's a big big player for us. And uh, you know, ideally, we need to get him fit. Really, the the more players we have fit and available, the better. Longer than usual with the rest week in terms of the France game. What have you made of them to start with in their first two matches? Yeah, look, they're strong. There's France at the end of the day. You know, for me, we've obviously seen them at close hand in the World Cup in the quarterfinals. And, you know, if we're brutally honest with that, we're very lucky to win the game. There's no doubt in that. And obviously, the sending off is a big turning point. And possibly, if he'd stayed on, we probably wouldn't have won the game. So you can argue that. But, um, look, they were a tough side in the World Cup. And looking back, obviously, not playing against England was probably helped them. Um, they were a lot fresher. They were waiting for us pretty much for, for that 10 day period or so. We obviously played Uruguay and then come back and played the, the quarterfinals. So, we had a little bit more going on in our area compared to what they did, but we certainly know what's coming in a week Saturday. I know a lot of their staff as well, and certainly Sean as well. But look, it's, it's going to be tough. They're a very good side. They've showed that against England, repeated that against Italy, and sometimes you know France teams of all maybe would win the big games. And I'm not saying lose the next games, but certainly not be as clinical as they were in parts of that game. So um, they're a good outfit, and I've certainly seen that in the World Cup. And uh, I've been watching that game over again. And uh, as I said, they get, they're strong throughout. Sean Edwards, someone you know well, of course. What's it going to be like facing a team with a defence yeah. coached by Sean Edwards as opposed to working with it? Yeah, very tough. <laughs> I think that's the brutal honesty of it. And uh, yeah, he's like he's an outstanding coach, one of the best in the world. We know, obviously, because we've had him a first time here for 12 years and uh, did an exceptional job with us. 
and uh, he's doing obviously an already you know he's a very good job with, with France already. I think if you ask any player, the defence is always the hardest part. Everybody wants ball in hand, everybody wants to attack. That's the nice parts of the game. Defence is the hardest part of the game, and and he instills that in people that basically this is your bread and butter. So he'll certainly instill that in France. He's certainly instilled it in our boys over a long period, along with Gats as well. You know, Gats is a big part of that as well. So um, they'll be fired up next Saturday. There's no doubt in that. And they come with a lot of line speed. They'll be very aggressive at the contact area. Got a lot of good jacklers, especially uh, Aldridge at, uh, at eight. He's a handful. So um, and obviously turnovers and stuff like that. As we know, French sides come alive. You know, we've got to be good in all aspects of week Saturday to make sure we can uh, contain them and obviously put our own stamp on the game as well. Are you expecting a very different France, having had that momentum in the first two wins, the new coaches, new young team they've got going? Yeah, yeah. I think everyone has said in France can be sort of a slightly different side away from home. But look, at the end of the day, things have changed a lot, haven't they? They've had a lot of new staff in and um, people that have played for France, very good records for France. Obviously, Sean, who's, who's been playing, uh, coaching test football for 12 years and at a high level for a lot longer than that. They've got a good environment, there's no doubt in that, and they're certainly improving. And I felt we've seen that first stand in the World Cup, there's no doubt in that. They certainly turned the corner and, uh, and they're getting better and getting their way, probably France should have been for a long time. But we're at home. We have to back ourselves and uh, you know it's a tough game, we've no doubt in that. We know what's coming, it's going to be incredibly physical and very difficult, but like the thing we expect to win, there's no doubt in that. Scrum half Gareth Davis came on in that game, of course. Losing a Six Nations match is an unfamiliar experience for many in the Wales camp after two years unbeaten. So, what has this week been like? It's been quite a tough week, to be honest. Yeah, we all came back from Dublin feeling quite flat and um, we were quite disappointed, you know, um, looking back on the game and... There's a few areas that we were quite disappointed that of how we performed on the weekend. So, but you know we're looking forward now. We've got a week and a half now to prep against the French game, and we know where we need to improve. And hopefully now in the next ten days we can uh, improve in those areas and we can uh, come away with a, an important win against the French. Very good record against the French in Cardiff. How important is that going to be in terms of bouncing back? Yeah, you know we won't look too much at the records because you know international rugby anything can happen and. You know, I think the French, they've really come on in the last couple of seasons, so I think they're the best that they've been for a while now, so we know um, it's going to be a massive challenge for us. What do you make of the French going back to that World Cup game and how they've done since as well? Yeah, obviously we had a tough game against them in the World Cup, you know, it was very physical and you know they tried to play a lot of rugby and they played some good rugby as well, you know, so uh, we'll look back at that game a little bit and um, learn from where we were slightly... Um, Disappointed from from more areas or whatever, but um, you know we'll um, just look forward and concentrate on ourselves and, like I said, you know, trying better in, in some areas than we did against the Irish and um, hopefully we'll be alright for the French. Seem to have been going for younger players, especially in the half-back area. Well, the, the French, yeah, yeah, you know, they got Dupont and Intermac, you know, they they play club rugby together as well, so they know each other inside out, and you know, they, to be fair to them, they've been um, playing some good rugby, so. That'll be a, a big area for us is to keep an eye on them and try and pressurise them as much as we can and hopefully we can get, have the upper hand against them. How highly do you rate someone like Antoine Dupont? He's starting a tournament pretty sensationally so far. Yeah, I think one of the informed players in, in the world, you know, at Scrum Off at the moment, so yeah, he's playing with a lot, lot of confidence and um, he seems to be making the right decisions all the time and always an important part for a Scrum Off. So you know, whether it's me, Webby or Thomas, whoever starts against him, um, I'm sure we'll have to be at the top of our game to keep him quiet. Obviously, everyone wants to start, but would you like the certainty of having the jersey, or would you like the fact that you be your best every day to make sure you get it? From my point of view, I think I've always, whether it's club or international rugby, I've always had some competition in my position, so I'm used to it. You know, it's, it's good to have competition. You know, like I said, it keeps everyone on our toes, and 
you know we've got to be performing day in day out in training and environment you know every session is very important so um, it's a good thing for Welsh rugby and us as a squad to have so much depth in that position. Someone who's coming back here next week will be Sean Edwards obviously with France. What was he like as a sort of motivator and the guy that led the defence for so long for you guys? Yeah I think everyone's everyone knows Sean pretty well you know he's obviously a world-class defence coach and um Obviously, we were a little bit disappointed that he um, left us, but you know we got Byron coming in, is doing a great job. So, big focus on us, on us now. You know, leading up to the French game on how we can break that um, French defence down. I remember you saying around the Australia game with the intercepts and stuff. Will Kenny, you working on that with Sean particularly? Can you just explain that and sort of what he helped you with in that area? It's just a lot of doing a lot of uh, analysis work. You know, seeing how different teams play and a couple of chats with him, and you know, you tell me what he's expecting the opposition to throw at us so, so I can pop into the front line every now and again and try and pick a few passes off and he was right quite a lot of the time you know, you know I've had a couple of intercepts you know, down from just um, the analysis work that I used to do with him but um, you know, obviously I do a lot of that stuff myself now as well so uh, hopefully I can pick one up against the French hopefully. I guess you guys are the best place to go up against this one over defence because you were with him so long you sort of you know what to expect more than anyone else yeah, we sort of know what to expect, but you know it is pretty hard to break down. You know, it's, it's a good um, defensive policy that he's got. So um, we're doing a lot of work in training this week now on how we can hopefully break that defence down. Let's go back to the Aviva Stadium last Saturday and hear a couple of the post-match verdicts on the game. In a moment, prop Dylan Lewis, but first flanker Justin Tipperick on one of the key reasons for defeat. Easy penalties. They take the territory, and that's what they want. They they camp in your twenty-two, and it's hard to get them out of there. Was there a feeling at half-time, though, that you were still in it despite the lack of possession? Oh, definitely, especially with the wind behind us in the second half. Probably needed to start our second half a bit better and uh, the game could have changed. What eventually uh, turned it was that moment with Hadley Parks failing to ground it, maybe? Yeah, no, it's one of them things. We are probably on top of them then and, yeah, if we came away with a try, the game could have been different, but I don't know, it's hard to say uh, just from one part of the game, really. It's, uh, you know, we could have let them harder get up the 22 and come back to them again but it's just one of them things rugby there's a lot of offloading from wales high risk high reward didn't quite come off maybe a question of having to learn to play that under extreme pressure i don't think it was too many off the top of my head i think one came from Arlowin's try probably forgot a few out there but i think obviously you've got to earn the right to get those offloads but when you look at it we, we scored from one of them as well What's the feeling about how much there is to put right before the France game there? Are there things that are easily fixable, do you think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, there's, there's simple things, just speed of breakdown, catching and passing the ball. And, and, yeah, obviously, it's a long tournament, so anything can happen from now to the end. So uh, we're still in this. Now we've got to learn from this game and, and just get better and better. France likely to arrive in Cardiff in, in decent nick, though. I mean, they've been sleeping giants, I suppose, in the Championship for a good few years, haven't they? Yeah, no, obviously there's been a bit of a noise coming from there, especially this season with uh, the new coaches and especially with the up-and-coming players they got as well. Uh, they got a bright future there and we know it's going to be a tough game. In defence, it seemed like you got caught quite narrow quite a few times. Um, no, it's something we spoke about half-time, that we a little bit tight. I guess uh, with Ireland, they normally play a tight game and that's probably something they looked at as um, probably trying to challenge us a bit wider which isn't like an island team where they normally try and take you front on and out muscle you and um, that's probably something that they try doing a bit different. Did you get caught by that, do you think? Um, oh, obviously in the first half we got caught once or twice but I think we adjusted it quite nicely second half and got back on top of them. Can still be contenders for this title? 
Yeah, of course, um, especially this year, so many good teams, anyone could turn anyone over on any day and yeah, it's a long tournament and I don't obviously won't win the Grand Slam but you still got a chance of winning. Obviously very disappointing for us, it's a tough first half, obviously playing into the wind, um, you know, and they obviously had the sort of game plan of pinning us in our 22 and, and they've done that quite well but going into the, the 40 minute whistle and it was 12-7 with only two entries into their 22 and we come away with points once it was definitely there for us to take I think you know if that Harley Parks try is given I think yeah. there's a momentum swinger and you know we could be coming away with a W after that Certain areas from Wales sort of gave them opportunities is that a disappointment looking back at, at the 80 minutes? Yeah definitely I think we mounted a lot of pressure on ourselves throughout that game uh, like you said a few drop balls etc and probably weren't clinical enough sometimes in our exits if you're giving teams possession 5, 10, 50 metres out from your try line this is going to be a difficult one and, and obviously you know with the way Ireland play they keep all very well and they build a lot of phases and when they're five, ten metres out, they are a team to stop. So it's definitely something we'll be looking at. Is that, yeah. As a player, would you rather play next week rather than getting the week off? There's different ways of looking at it, isn't there? Yeah, I think I'd definitely rather play next week, yeah. <laughs> but no, there's some boys I think are happy yeah, yeah, to have yeah. the break off the game. But but no, I think you know it gives us a good period now to look at uh, our opposition and, and look at ourselves as well, because like you said, there's a lot today which we didn't get right. And, and what have you made of the French so far? They seem to be a different animal. They played outstanding against England, and there's definitely areas we can exploit against them, and, and we will be looking at them. Uh, it'll be an exciting test, I think, a really exciting test. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. will be. While Wales men are in camp full-time, of course, Wales women have to balance various commitments. Outside half Robin Wilkins explain more to Liz Jones. So we're in uh, Bayside Comprehensive School, coming to watch me teach, see what I do outside of rugby. So teacher of science, but also trying to get a girls rugby team going here as well. This is what you do as a day job, you're 24, you science teacher. And talk to me about how you got into rugby and, and your background there and why you're passionate about the game. My dad played rugby, so I was really fortunate there was teams around that allowed me to play with the boys. I played from a young age, eight, nine years old. I got to play in primary school as well. Yeah, I watched dad play rugby and I guess I wanted to kind of follow in his footsteps, so to speak. So I, I did stop for a few years when I was between the age of 11 and 14 and then found a club in Pencoid started back and kind of kept going from there then So what was your first club? So first club was Pyle RFC so got to play with the boys then and also my primary school so we also got to play with the boys in year 5 and 6 so played a lot of rugby in those 2-3 years and then went to comp and obviously I know it's changed now, but when you went to comp, you couldn't play with the boys anymore. Didn't play then between those ages. And then 15 or so, found Pencoid and kind of got involved with their under-18s team. And then from there, Ospreys, under-18s and so on. And the rest is history and you had your first cap at 18. Yes, yeah, so kind of, it kind of happened quite quickly. Yeah, I can still remember my first cap. So I think this is my seventh Six Nations, but my first cap still feels like yesterday. You know, it's gone really quick. I've really enjoyed the time, and I think now at this age, I've kind of matured, and I'm enjoying taking more of a leadership role uh, this year. 
And you talked about your dad, how close are you to your dad and the rest of your family as well and how much of an influence has he been on your career and on your play? Yeah, no, he tries to kind of step away. He, you know, we'll have phone calls before a game, after every training session I'll ring home to both my parents. Um, you know, it is really useful, you can kind of have a debrief after a game. You know, there's a lot of knowledge coming from you having, you know, a rugby background. But you know, just from growing up, really, they were the ones taking me to all the games, all the training sessions, so I wouldn't be where I am without their support through those years. Important to have your family and, and also people like your school and clubs where you've played before as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Bayslag have been great, really, with rugby over the autumns. You know, really lucky to have such a supportive head teacher in uh, Miss Lamb. who's allowed me to have time off. It takes the pressure off the stress of having to miss work and my department also with science they've been great help great support if I miss meetings you know they always help me catch up so you know I am really thankful for kind of how supportive they've been and the girls have uh, are keen to start playing and you've got a team in the year of this year in sevens yeah you know we're looking to develop hopefully you know prepare for the year of tournament but hopefully if we can get numbers to train in, we might look then to actually expand and get games as well you know I'm sure they'll be a keen for that and hopefully something that we can do in the future all the best thank you yes hopefully that will take off now on to something which is already taking off around Wales and that's walking rugby Liz Jones went along to a 10 team festival to find out more I'm Anne Jackson and I play for Ponticlean walking rugby club and how did you get involved with the Ponticlean Walking Rugby Club? Well, the men were starting a club and there was nothing for us. So I said I would like to join them, and I have, And but I'm still the only woman there. We could do with more. Great, yeah, and that is something that anyone can play, male, female, all ages. What would you say to other women interested in joining? Oh, it's wonderful. It's fun. It keeps you active. It keeps you supple. I've got fitter while playing. It's well worth it. And are they a good bunch? Very good, yes. We laugh most of the time. It's very good. Yeah, so the, the men have spoken about the social benefits as well as the physical benefits. Is that something you enjoy as well? Yes, we all get on very well. We haven't had many social dues, but we had a Christmas due, so it is good for all of them, and they all like uh, joining in. Festivals like this, a chance to meet other groups too. Yes, but there's still very few women about and we could do with a lot more. But there's no barriers, you know, nothing stopping people coming to join you. Where is it you train and how can people find out about you? We have a hub and it's on there. Uh, we train twice a week on a Monday evening and a Wednesday morning. It's for all. It's really good. Christian Hyde. You're here today at the Walking Rugby Festival. Tell us about your kind of rugby background and how you come to be here today. Basically played rugby from the age of eight up until I was 26, 27. Lost my eyesight due to diabetes and then 13 years ago I had a kidney and pancreas transplant. So basically went out of the game after playing and refereeing. This is stuff that people don't see which I think they should see more of more community wide it's great and the visually impaired rugby as well at the blues how is that going oh that's crazy that's something that i really enjoy uh, it was the first part of getting back on the field 
Um, but like you say, being a dragon supporter, you want to be involved with the dragons rather than the blues. <laughs> definitely, this is something, a group you're going to carry on being involved with. Most definitely. I can't see me going anywhere soon. And yeah, I look forward to the next session next Tuesday. Good to have a festival like this today, meet other teams and take it on again. And it's good turnout. Um, when I was told there'd be 10 teams and to see all 10 years, fantastic. Mike Tuff, I play rugby for Ponticlean Walking Rugby Club. I'm 73 years of age, I'm retired and I was missing my friends from when I was working to have a bit of banter every day and you miss that kind of thing. And then I had a big accident 18 months ago and I fell off my roof and smashed my pelvis so I was laid up for a while and then uh, a year ago I had to have a hip replacement. So I wasn't able to get about very well and I decided, I thought, I'd better do something about it. I didn't really fancy going to a gym a couple of times a week. That wasn't my thing, really. And then I saw a poster in Ponticlean Post Office mentioning Ponticlean Walk in Rugby. And I thought, oh, I'll give that a try. So I joined the lads. Uh, that was last summer. And I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a fantastic way for an older person to keep in fit. It's not too serious, plenty of fun, um, we practice a couple of times a week and we have a good laugh, uh, the lads are a good bunch and lasses because we got a couple of ladies in the club as well. Thoroughly enjoy it and I recommend it to anybody who's got, uh, especially people who retired because it's important to keep meeting people and socialising rather than be sitting in the house and watching Homes Under the Hammer every day. Some great examples of keeping the rugby spirit going that's it for this week. Full previews of the France games next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Until then, goodbye.